You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Do you believe yet, Bengals fans? Do you believe in this team? 2021, a special year shaping up for the Cincinnati Bengals and continues as the Bengals are the top seed in the AFC right now. It's still early in the season. Five and two beat the division rival Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore and do so in fashion that is quite impressive. Quite impressive. And I, I got to tell you, that one, um, that one impressed me quite a bit. And I, I want to share some things with you here. I know we like to get to the stats and the breakdowns and all that stuff. And we're going to do that, but I, I got to share a couple of things. Number one, this is this is from our good buddy Richard Dalton here. He he shared this, and I thought it was pretty cool. Um, it was the. Uh, another great graphic that he that he does. Go follow him at Dalton Signature, by the way, if you don't. And not only a great Bengals fan, a great guy, but uh, makes awesome graphics. The guy who designed our new show logo from a few months back. Uh, but he's he has this cool graphic here. It says Believe, and that is on Twitter there. I thought that was pretty cool. I like to think that my Twitter avatar change late this week was the one was the thing that uh, that did it? You know, I, I had the Tyler Boyd celebration uh, <laughs> avatar that brought the Bengals good luck. Of course, I joke, but uh, the Bengals took care of business. And look, I, I, I obviously I don't think any of us really expected the Bengals to come out and beat the Ravens by by twenty four in this one. But as this game started, and you saw things go through the third quarter, you knew this team was going to be in it. And if you didn't believe it going into the game, as you saw the game progress and as you saw the Bengals fight and fight and fight and stick around and hang around, the defense played well early. um, You knew they were going to be in it. And, and look, I I don't know. Some of you may have watched my, our shows, my show, whatever, for a, a period of time. And one of the things that always, stuck out to me that was a, a thorn in Zach Taylor's side, a thorn in this Bengals team side in the early years of the Zach Taylor foundation, I guess, or the, the, the Zach Taylor era was a lack of complimentary football. And what I mean by that is, Hey, either number one, you got to have all three phases playing well, or number two, if one phase is not playing well, at a certain point in the game, you have to have another phase step up and play well. The Bengals have seemingly done that this year in a number of different ways. And obviously that sounds like a cliche and an obvious observation, but let's take a look at some of this stuff. Early on, the Bengals offense wasn't doing that much, but the defense really held Lamar Jackson in check, really held that rushing attack in check and kept getting the ball back for the offense. All of a sudden, the Bengals score some points. They, they do what they do right before and right after halftime. They score points and they do they get a lot of momentum that way. Then the defense lets up and Baltimore starts to score some points on offense. The defense that carried you maybe for the first two quarters or so let up for a little bit. Then the Bengals offense explodes, 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 explodes. 21 unanswered points at one point in the second half. Unbelievable performance by a number of of Cincinnati Bengals. There are very few negatives to take out of this one. Very few negatives to take out of this one. Um, 
you know, I, I, there's, I don't know if it's up yet or not. I would, that's kind of why there was a little bit of delay in terms of me going live uh, after the game. I had to write up a, I, I had the pleasure, I should say, of writing up something on Cincy Jungle, which was the, um, the winners and losers post. And I, I, I couldn't find losers. I mean, there were, there were points, there were things in this game by certain players. There were plays in this game by certain players that I, I said, you know, I, I had some issues with early on. Jonah Williams had really big trouble with Justin Houston, very big trouble with Justin Houston, Houston. And there is no doubt about that. However, did you notice in the second half, they were able to run the ball a little bit more towards the end of the game. Justin Houston wasn't a factor in the second half. So first half Jonah Williams was, I guess, a loser. Second half Jonah Williams was not. So it's hard. And then you say, well, Mixon didn't really do much throughout much of the game until the end, but he and P Ryan at the end of the game, were the guys that figuratively and kind of literally stepped on the throats of the Baltimore Ravens to seal this game. Two late rushing touchdowns on two big runs, physical, extending first downs, and uh, the run game wasn't overly pretty, but it was effective late in the game when you really, really need it. And in this division, you really need that game and, uh, and you need that running game going. And so kudos to them. I want to I want to share this, and I guess this is shameless self promotion, but a little bit of research that I did, and I guess it's not that big a research. But by the way, this is the avatar. In case you didn't see, there's Tyler Boyd celebrating there. Um, if, uh, for those who are not tuning into the the video here, against the Steelers and the Ravens on their respective home turfs, this is a tweet I put out a little bit ago. Um, meaning in Pittsburgh and in Baltimore. The Cincinnati Bengals have outscored both of those teams by a combined 38 points. 38 points. 14 against Pittsburgh, 24 against Baltimore. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, to me, that I, I, it's just, and I'm not saying it unbelievable that I came up with that. I just, it, it's an unbelievable turnaround by the Bengals and Zach Taylor in, in this, this year. And these, we said this back in week three, these are the types of games that the Cincinnati Bengals need to win. And quite frankly, I mean, not necessarily by these margins, but quite frankly, they need to start beating teams like they've beaten teams the past two weeks, which is by multiple touchdowns and having control of the game, not every single week, but having control of the game in in the, the third and fourth quarter. And this game, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, could have been a lot more ugly for the Baltimore Ravens had there not been a red zone interception thrown by Joe Burrow late in this game. The Bengals were driving to score, probably would have had a field goal on that on that play, and Joe Burrow just uh, – Joe Burrow's confidence carries this team. There is no doubt about it, but sometimes that confidence also – um, we'll come back and, and bite, uh, <laughs> we'll come back and bite the Bengals a little bit. And that confidence also is not only in Joe Burrow's own ability, it is in Jamar Chase's ability is what, what that, what that confidence is in because he floated one up into the end zone. And unfortunately it got picked off in the end zone, um, kind of gave Baltimore life there. I think the Bengals at that point were up by 10 or so. Um, so, I mean, and, and thankfully, here's here we go back to the complimentary football, right? The Bengals' offense at that point was kind of carrying the defense a little bit because they Baltimore's offense was figuring some things out. So they were getting points on the board, and they were going kind of score for score were the Bengals and the Ravens. And then <laughs> you, go, you go and throw this red zone interception. Lo and behold, the Bengals' defense on the next drive hold the Baltimore Ravens and get the ball right back for the Bengals on a, on a fourth down stop Bengals end up getting a rushing touchdown and the rest is kind of history there. So that's what was huge today was the complimentary football aspect in terms of sometimes the units were playing well to get all at once. And other times when a unit was not playing well, another one would step up and do what was needed. And that is a sign of a good football team. You know what else is a sign of a good football team? By my count, one penalty. One penalty. And this has been something that's actually been a trademark of Zach Taylor 
in his time as head coach. There have been struggles. There's been questions on play calls. There's been questions on all kinds of different things. And he, the Bengals have, have really kept the penalties in check for the most part under Zach Taylor. They've been able to do that. They've been able to make a lot of different plays and keep things in check uh, while, you know, in terms of, of penalties. I, and, and the one penalty came late in the game and it was on an extra lineman that was in on a run play. So, I mean, a very, very clean game. I will say the refs were not really overly um, – they were not flag happy today. They were They were not – pulling out the handkerchiefs on, on a lot of different occasions wherein they could have. But uh, at any rate, that's that's a good sign for the Bengals. Uh, by the way, in case you're watching live, I've got some weird sunlight coming in here. So I'm, I'm shiny and glowy and I'm trying to move and maneuver so the sun's not shining in my face. It's a, it's a weird time of day and with time change coming in California, you know, uh, I got I to gotta call audibles. It's making my teeth look nice and white, though. I got to like that. Anyway, anyway, I digress. Uh, look, a, a decisive win, a lot of contributors, none more so than the Bengals defense at all levels played very well today. Five sacks, I believe on, we'll talk about this in a second, five sacks on Lamar Jackson. I think double digit plays of loss, loss yardage by, uh, by the Bengals defense, 10 or more. I, I think I, we're waiting to get the official statistic on that as we sit here on Sunday afternoon, but man, oh man. Trey Hendrickson, Sam Hubbard was everywhere today. Two and a half sacks, had another one late in the game that uh, Lamar Jackson kind of just shot, put the ball out, out of bounds as he was going out of bounds. You kind of thought that might have been a, you know, a uh, intentional grounding situation or something like that. Didn't do that, but man, a, a great game by the defense. And of course, Joe Burrow, aside from that one red zone interception, put the team on his back and said, let, let me do the work here. Let me throw the ball here. The run game wasn't working early and they put a lot. And, and when you're forced to throw the ball early and often against the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore, that's not an easy task. Burrow was getting hit. He got hit early by Justin Houston, but overall a, a, a the, the offensive line was able to piece together a, a pretty solid game. The offense was explosive, over 500 yards of offense by, by the Cincinnati Bengals. And guess what? Joe Burrow threw for over 400, and Jamar Chase had over 200 yards receiving today. I don't I don't know what, what else you can say about Jamar Chase. Um, if you're still talking about Penny Sewell for the Bengals, I, I don't even want to hear it. And I, I'm a big Penny Sewell guy. I still am. I was. Um, I, I was a Jamar Chase fan as well when the Bengals had that option to choose either of those players. That's not even a conversation anymore. It's not even a conversation anymore. And if you think that the Cincinnati Bengals still did not make the right pick at number five, I don't know what to tell you. And by the way, in case you forgot, that play, the 82-yard catch by Jamar Chase, there was a lot of A.J. Green against the Ravens, uh, that was a little prettier play in terms of Dalton floating one to Green a few years back there uh, where, where Green kind of shot through some defenders and, and caught a ball, and it was just an amazing play. But that one here, too, with Chase on the slant, throws a little behind him, makes a nice catch, and just breaks and spins around guys, breaks some tackles, and takes it all the way. Um, this team's fun. This team's fun. Not not much else to say about that. Let's get to some stats. And then I got some something funny to share with you guys, too, that I didn't see until uh, or know about until after the game. So I'll share that with you a little bit later. I'm Anthony Cazenza with Cincy Jungle and the Orange and Black Insider. That's this podcast, part of the Cincy Jungle Podcast Network, along with Ace and Zims, Orange is the New Black, Matt Minnick's Chalk Talk and Coach Speak. All of that is part of the Cincy Jungle Podcast channel. You can get the Cincy Jungle Podcast on your favorite audio streamer, whether that's iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, any of the major ones we are on that. And, of course, if you go, I believe it's right here with my shiny hand because of the sun. If you click right down there, there is a logo that you can click, subscribe to our channel, Get notified when we go live. Get notified when new content is available. 
And uh, so please do that. And leave us a review on the audio channel if you would. Let us know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong. Um, hopefully we're doing things right, but I don't know. Anyway, we have literally hundreds of live viewers right now tuning in on a variety of different platforms, which is awesome and crazy. And it shows your folks' passion for this team and your excitement level for this team, which is awesome. And the fact that we have hundreds of live viewers right now uh, just tuning in is very flattering. Appreciate that. Uh, hey, so let's let's get to some of these statistics and whatnot. And then we will uh, share a couple more things and hop on out of here as we celebrate the Bengals stomping all over the Baltimore Ravens, 41 to 17. I want to preface this before we get to the stats and whatnot. I want to preface this with, with a little something as well. This week, if you saw when we previewed the game with the, the, the good guys, Glenn and James at 410 Sports Talk, this week, a lot was made with some comments that really shouldn't have been any kind of comments by Logan Wilson about Lamar Jackson. He was being complimentary of Lamar Jackson. He was complimenting all of the skills of Lamar Jackson and the added dimension that Lamar Jackson brings at the quarterback position and for the Baltimore Ravens, yet somehow it got misconstrued. The media ran with it and they tried to create Fulton board material for the Baltimore Ravens. Well, Kudos to the defense, kudos to the Bengals, and kudos to Logan Wilson. Logan Wilson had seven total tackles and one for loss in this one. Um, not an outstanding day, didn't get the interception, and 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 Lamar still got some stats for sure, but let's be honest, the Bengals defense did just about everything you can hope for against this type of team, aside from creating a turnover. Um, you know, it, it, they, they corralled him pretty well. Uh, Lamar still had some great plays. That throw and catch uh, to open the third quarter was outstanding by Lamar Jackson. And uh, I think it was Hollywood Brown there. But, you know, kudos to Logan Wilson. He took the high road with it and just kind of kept trying to clarify what he said. It was a compliment. It was a compliment. It was a compliment. And uh, people kind of seemingly didn't really want to hear it. But Logan Wilson and that defense stepped up. Um Lamar Jackson played well still, but regardless, uh, you gotta you gotta just kind of say, you know what? We don't have to hear about this week. We don't have to hear about the bulletin board material that Logan Wilson provided this team. So kudos to kudos to everyone on that side of the ball. And hey, I know we have critics of, and I have been critical of Lou Anarumo. Um, this year's different, man. This year is different, and and not only just in the wins and loss column, not only because Burrow's healthy, not, not that defense is, is playing very, very well. And I think also if you were to say to me yesterday, Hey, by the way, uh, the Bengals are going to be so in control of this game tomorrow that Brandon Allen is going to get snaps. I would have probably laughed. Um, I, I did not think that that was going to be the case and that Joe Burrow was going to be sitting midway through the fourth quarter in Baltimore Against the Ravens. I just did not think that was going to take place. At any rate, here are some statistics. 23 of 38, a 10 for 416 for Joe Burrow. 10.9 yards per pass, three touchdowns, the one interception, only had one sack. I will say this, the offensive line held up much better later than they did earlier. But you also have to credit Burrow. He danced out of some, some potential sack opportunities and... You have to credit guys like Drew Sample. You have to credit guys like CJ Uzama, Samaje Pirine, Joe Mixon. There were some chip blocks and picking up of blitzers in this game that were absolutely crucial. Absolutely crucial. And we'll talk more about CJ Uzama in a second, but absolutely crucial blitz pickups by a number of kind of ancillary weapons, if you will, on offense, at least in the passing game. So kudos to those guys. That's not going to show up in any kind of stat columns except for Joe Burrows for completing passes against those types of looks. However, um, they spring a lot of a lot of opportunities for, for Burrow and the Bengals offense. Three touchdowns, one interception, one sack, a 113.5 rating. By the way, this is courtesy of ESPN. I like using their box scores uh, for a variety of reasons. So we're, we're sharing that one for you there. Again, Joe Burrow, 23 of 38. And a lot of those incompletions came late. A lot of them came late. 
So, um, you know, take that for what you will. He has 416 uh, passing yards. Of course, you know, the seven yards taken off for the sack. There's still over 400 yards, a career high 416 passing yards for Joe Burrow. And oh, by the way, multiple touchdowns, multiple touchdown passes in seven straight games ties a franchise record with he who shall not be named the other number nine, his predecessor. Um, so an amazing, amazing start to the year for Joe Burrow. I believe that now puts him at 17 touchdown passes and seven interceptions, eight interceptions, somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, so an amazing, amazing day and, and year, quite frankly, for Joe Burrow. Joe Mixon uh, going down the rushing totals there. Joe Mixon, 12 carries, 59 yards, close to five yards per carry. All of a sudden, he kind of popped a couple of big ones, including the 21-yarder, got in the end zone for a touchdown, a real gut punch of a touchdown by Joe Mixon there. And there was another run. I believe it was same drive still before that. Uh, Bengals were facing, you know, a, a, I think it was a second and long, and he just – Shot through and got a tough, tough first down um, for, I think, nine or ten yards. I'll have to go back and check it, uh, check on that one. But just kind of going off memory there, really, really good run there. And then a couple of nice hard runs by Samaje P. Ryan, 11 carries, 52 yards. Uh, another just touchdown. And that touchdown at the end, that was kind of Baltimore waving the white flag. I mean, you could kind of tell at that point they were like, yeah, we're, we're, we're not tackling this dude. Um, and P Ryan obviously is a load and, and congrats to P Ryan too, because he didn't play last week. And a lot of, a lot of us, including myself and my co-host, John Sheeran and many fans, many it's, it's since jungle, were saying, Hey, it's Chris Evans time. It's Chris Evans time. Do not count out Samaj P Ryan and what he does. And by the way, they pointed it out on the telecast right after he scores the rushing touchdown. What does he do? He goes on kickoff coverage. And that's kind of the character. I think that, uh, we're starting to see a little bit more of now that the Bengals are winning, but that is the character. That is the locker room culture that Zach Taylor has been attempting to breed. That is what he has been attempting to um, create. And those are the things that it's small things and they don't get noticed when you lose, but when you win, those are the other things that they get noticed. And Chris Evans did not have, um, uh, did not get in the stat sheet today there. So, Joe, Joe Burrow, one carry, zero yards. That was on a, a, a second and short. So he didn't he didn't do uh, the, the quarterback draw stuff, but did an amazing job in the, in the passing game. And Jamar Chase, my goodness, my goodness. And I will say this, the one kind of like, oh boy, moment of Jamar Chase in a negative way was that weird fumble play after a catch. I don't know about you all, but when I saw that and when I, I when they were reviewing it, I said, how this gets reviewed and how this gets called will basically say, I, I, I mean, I kind of said that's that's going to dictate what, what the end result is. I know it was still kind of early-ish in the game, but I, I kind of said, you know, if this, if the Bengals get kind of screwed out of this, um, you know, I, I think that's not, we're going to see a, a result that's going to be pretty devastating, but Credit to the officials on that because that was a really convoluted, weird, weird play. And based on the rules, they got that one correct. Gene Steratore, who is the um, CBA, he was an NFL official for a long time, now works for CBS and that and kind of their expert capacity. He explained it during re the review. And the referees, they, they didn't call a lot of pass interference plays or anything like that that, that should have been called or maybe could have been called. They got that one right. Uh, and it was a very, very weird, convoluted play, but they got that one right. Over 200 yards, though, for Jamar Chase on eight catches, 10 targets, the 82-yarder, a big one, 25.1 yards per catch. 25.1! Oh, and then you go C.J. Uzama on National Tight Ends Day. And everybody thought, including myself, that Mark Andrews was going to be the star of the show. C.J. Uzama, three catches, 91 yards from your tight end, 30.3 yards per catch, 30.3 and two touchdowns. He is having an immense year. There's been a couple of games where he did not get many, many touches, but CJ Uzama is 
kind of the unsung hero of the year for this team in a lot of different ways. He picked up a block today. Um, he's He's got, I think, five touchdowns now on the year. And man, oh man, he is just playing very, very well and couldn't be happier for that guy who has asserted himself as a locker room leader. You go back to week one, had the big catch to set up the game-winning field, field goal in overtime, had the big, big game against the Jaguars in a game that the Bengals just kind of had to have. You had to win that game for a number of reasons, both emotional and for the trajectory of your season. And then today, coming up huge on the road against a division rival. Congratulations, C.J. Uzama. Three catches, 91 yards, two touchdowns. Higgins, up and down day from Higgins. You can see here 15 targets to T. Higgins. He was the guy they were trying to get the ball to today. And I think credit to the Bengals and credit to to Baltimore at some point because Jamar Chase for the first quarter and a half was bottled up, as was the Bengals passing attack. And so the Bengals early tried to get the ball to T. Higgins. Um, It didn't really work very well. He has seven catches on 15 targets, so less than a 50% catch rate for Higgins on the day. But he was getting just mauled by defensive backs, absolutely mauled. Um, and, and there probably could have been at least two pass interference penalties that were that could have been called. They were not. Um, and so still, even with all that, seven catches, 62 yards, he came up with a big, big catch late in the game to extend the drive. So Chase, and for good reason, gets, and Uzama gets, you know, the praise and, and all of that, but some tough work done by T. Higgins today. Um, and, and so, you know, he... He had a pretty good day despite the catch-to-target disparity. Tyler Boyd, another tough day there, but a big 25-yard catch, four catches on seven targets. Again, just those defensive backs were really bracketing him as well, and a a big 23-yard catch by Samaj P. Ryan as well. So um, tough sledding for some of these guys, but you got to give respect where respect is due here. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Um, let's go down to the defense. Uh, you saw the chase fumble there. Defense, Logan Wilson, your leading tackler with seven total tackles, along with Jesse Bates. Jesse Bates quietly was everywhere today. And I say quietly because, you know, he wasn't making the, the turnovers or big passes defended or anything like that, but he was helping out up in the box a bit more than you, uh, than you thought. Ogan Joby, what, what a free agency acquisition he has been for this team. One and a half sacks, two tackles for loss in total, two quarterback hits. Obviously Davis Gaither had a good, good day today. He let Andrews get behind him on one play. Um, but he, he was out there making a lot of plays. I was impressed with him as well. Six total tackles by him with a pass defended Von Bell making his presence known with five total tackles A Wouzier. Um, did was in coverage on the big touchdown, uh, big touchdown ball, but otherwise his side of the field was largely shut down. Hubbard, a huge day, five total tackles, two and a half sacks. 
Um, and then I, I think that one's, yeah, another pass defended there. I think he, he hit one up that could have been, um, could have been intercepted was not Mike Hilton doing some things. Uh, and then you see some of these guys, Joe Batchy, when you see Joe Batchy and, and Marcus Bailey and, uh, you know, other guys in there that, that Trey flowers, you're seeing guys in there that, uh, that means that the Bengals had the game in control for a while there. So, um, and then, uh, I don't, did I miss? Yeah. Hendrickson right here. He had the sack man early in the game. I don't know if you guys saw this, but early in the game, he drove Villanueva back way into the pocket and, and Jackson ended up making something happen out of that. But it was like, Whoa, he is doing, he's doing work. And then he ended up getting a sack later in the game. So uh, Trey Hendrickson, a nice showing as well. And here you go, though, with Lamar. Uh, like I said, we'll go back up here with Lamar. 257 passing, 15 of 31. The completion percentage is really low, which credit Luana Rumo in that defense, but still had 257 through the air and another 88 on the ground. So, uh, And he didn't turn the ball over. So the Bengals, I, I use the term loosely, but they contained Lamar Jackson, but they didn't really do anything huge in terms of turnovers. And he did his part. Um, there were a couple of missed throws, though, where he had guys open deep down the field. He didn't get it. And then, of course, the five sacks. You look at the five sacks there, but still not a game that I, I would say Lamar Jackson lost for them. It was just kind of more the Bengals defense did just enough against him. And uh, and then, of course, you look at – I mean, look at the – right. he had the 88 yards on the ground, so that's a little deceiving. But Devontae Freeman – four carries for 14 yards. Tyson Williams, two carries, 10 yards at the end of the game. Le'Veon Bell, five carries for five yards. I mean, this this defense is doing work. They are doing work for the Bengals. And then Marquise Brown, the big, big uh, touchdown catch there. And then you had Bateman make a couple nice catches. The rookie, three for, three for 80, tied in terms of amount of yards with Marquise Brown for the team lead. Uh, and then Mark Andrews, a guy I thought was going to be a lot bigger of a factor for the Baltimore Ravens, three catches, 48 yards. I mean, he had a couple nice catches, but really in the second half, the Cincinnati Bengals really made some adjustments, especially with him. And, and um, you know, they kind of said, OK, well, we're not going to let you beat us with Andrews anymore. So try and beat us with those outside weapons. And, uh, you know, they um they they did for a little bit, but at the at the same time, I mean, there were, they they kept everything in front of them for the most part. And uh, you know, I think you also got to credit Eli Apple. Um, you know, he hasn't been having the greatest year, and he's been forced into a role that um, I, I think was a, is a lot more high profile than a lot of people imagined. And yeah, like I said, Lamar Jackson still threw for almost two sixty, but um, you know, I I. I Eli Apple, I'll have to go back and watch, but Eli Apple to me did not stick out as a major problem or a major issue area for the Bengals today on defense. And, um, you know, when you have a guy step in, and it sounds like a backhanded compliment, I don't mean it that way. When you have a guy who is tabbed as a, a backup when you sign him and he's pressed into a starting role, that's kind of about a lot of what you can ask for the, from the guy. Right. I mean, it's it's like, you know, as long as you're not a liability out there and you're stepping in for a guy we thought was going to start. OK, you know, so uh, credit to him a little bit. Bengals went after Averett, Anthony Averett, uh, and and early he made some plays, but there were there were a couple where you say, why, why was that not thrown as a flag? Marlon Humphrey uh, had a couple of nice plays, but I mean, Joe Burrow just kept picking it apart. And kudos to Josh Bynes. I thought Josh Bynes had a couple of nice plays here, and the Ravens of late have used him in the middle to give a little bit of, I guess, mental relief from Patrick Queen so that he can kind of rely a little more on athleticism at the weak side spot. So, uh, and, and, you know, he was out there, and, and I think it's a savvy move also, a savvy pickup for Baltimore to use him and use him this week against Joe Burrow. I mean, obviously Bynes knows some of the things that they want to do being with the team last year. Um, Bynes was a locker room leader last year and kind of really corralled that linebacker group by the Bengals, that young group and, and led them. Uh, and so, you know, I have a lot of respect for Josh Bynes, especially at this point in his career and what he's doing. And he just continues to kind of keep making plays here and there. So, uh, good, good for him. He did have a tackle for loss there. Calais Campbell, 
Um, he did have a half sack. I thought he had a pass defended, but I guess not. Um, so, uh, you know, but he, he and Ty Bowser combined for a sack and that was it. I mean, that was basically it. And then of course you go down to the kicking, uh, in a way you could say that, uh, McPherson outdueled Justin Tucker. Uh, the, the Ravens at, at some points didn't really give Tucker an opportunity to kick. I thought they would let him kick obviously being outdoors and in that, weather was a little little different um i mean mcpherson nailing a 52 yarder go for it i mean that's just awesome five extra points two of two on field goals hitting the 52 yarder on the road against baltimore in a game that means division lead at roughly the in between the third and halfway point of the season that's huge that's why you draft the kid and i know he had some struggles a couple weeks ago but, uh, I mean, man, 11 points accounted for by your rookie kicker, including a 52-yarder. Tucker nailed a 45-yarder and two extra points as well. Uh, Kevin Huber had a, had a pretty nice day, 216 net punt yards on four kicks. Uh, only one was in the inside the 20, and that was late in the game. One, Another one was a very nice kick, but they, had, they got a decent little return out of that, so they brought it just past the 20, did the, did the Ravens. So, um, yeah, that's kind of a little bit of – the tail of the tape there let me see if i can pull up um something else real quick uh, i'm gonna pull this up this is the um the drive summary and play by play here again anthony Cazenza with cincyjungle.com uh cincyjungle.com and the orange and black insider Bengals podcast um let, let's look at I'll, I'll share this here this is kind of the drive summary we can kind of see that i am glowing because of this not only because of the wind or the wind <laughs> but the uh glare from the sun if you're watching in this in this video it's crazy uh here we go right here here's some play play by play here gosh we've got hundreds and hundreds of live viewers hello everybody good to have you with us as the Bengals beat the baltimore ravens 41 to 7 so the the Bengals punt early then they get the field goal then you've got a punt, punt. So they kind of had that little bit of a lull that we talked about that's a, concerning in terms of offensive drives. And you see here, three play, three and out, three and out, right? Not good. But then all of a sudden, they get the touchdown. Then they get the field goal right before the half. Then Baltimore comes out and strikes. Nice play there, deep touchdown. And then you have the Bengals. Here, look at look at the possessions before and after halftime. And this is what the Bengals have done to perfection this year to get them to be five and two. Touchdown, field goal. It's 10 points in their two possessions right before the half. And then the Ravens have the ball and they just end the half, right? Then coming out of half, touchdown, touchdown. That's where the game, in my opinion, was won. Touchdown, field goal. Halftime, touchdown, touchdown, you're done. I mean, that if you can if you can explode that way, that tells you. And, and this this is uh, the 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 sorry, we've got a we've got a audio thing here. Come on. Um, if you can if you can put that really kind of a beatdown on your opponent right before half and right after half and dominate those possessions that's demoralizing that is demoralizing and uh that is is something with uh with this t- I, I i don't i can't recall another team and now i haven't really looked that hard into it either but i can't recall another team much less a Bengals team dominate going into the locker room in half and coming out of the locker room in half as this team has has done in seven games this year very, very surprising. Very, very surprising. Um, you got to give a lot of credit. Just some kind of final thoughts here. And then I've got a funny, funny thing to, to share here. You got to give a lot of credit to Zach Taylor. Um, and I know he's had his critics, including myself at times and including others at our site and on our podcast and everything. And for good reason. He's, I mean, there have been a lot of questions, but he, Brian Callahan and Lou Anarumo, said that this is our vision these are the kind of players we want these are the these are who we want these are the guys that we want 
And they've stuck to that vision. And it's taken them a long time to see the fruits of that. But you're seeing guys that were either uh, castaways from other, other teams or they're on rental deals with the Bengals or they just swung, you know, like a BJ Hill move, right? He's been a little quiet of late, but early in the season was outstanding. A trade like that. They've just done a lot of a lot of good things. And the acquisitions, I know we all loved Carl Lawson, but the acquisition of Trey Hendrickson, six and a half sacks through through seven games. The acquisition of Larry Ogunjobi. I, I mean, DJ Reader coming back, their big acquisition from last year. It's just paying off. It's paying off really, really well for them. And it, and you have to give all of those guys credit. And, you know, they told us to be patient and uh, we, we didn't want to listen to it because we're Bengals fans and we've already tried to be patient for a really long time and it hasn't always worked out, but uh, you got to give them credit and Duke Tobin as well. Uh, you know, some of these things in this rebuilding effort, were ugly. The offensive line play a lot of times was not up to snuff. Um, you can look at the defense was definitely not up to snuff. The departures of guys like Carlos Dunlap, that was pretty ugly. But now you don't think about that when this team is five and two, you're thinking about how well this defense is playing, how well Joe Burrow is playing after that injury, how well the run game is is helping even amidst dry spells in a game. How well that run game is supporting this team. Joe Mixon, Samaj P. Ryan, Chris Evans. Um, not today, Chris Evans, but I mean, it, it's it throughout the season. It it has worked well in a lot of different regards. So you have to give a lot of people credit and uh, for for staying the course while we didn't want to stay the course. Um, you have to give a lot of those people credit. I want to share something with you before we get on out of here. We've been going for about 40 minutes. Uh, appreciate you all tuning in. First of all, before we get to this kind of fun story that came out of this, I don't know if fun actually is the right word, but it, uh, entertaining, I guess, story that came out of this this uh, this game. I want to tell you all about Symbol. You know if you have um, listened to this show for any period of time, Symbol is a partnership that we have, S-I-M-B-U-L-L.app backslash OBI. This is a um, this is a platform where you can play, you can invest in sports teams like it's the stock market. Um, you can invest in teams like the Bengals. You can invest in other teams where you see an opportunity to make some money and a lot of folks have. And oh, by the way, now if you use the promo code OBI, which has always been the promo code, but if you use it now, you can deposit up to $500 and have your money uh, covered or you have a money back guarantee for the first 90 days. So if you go in there, you deposit 500 bucks and you're investing and it's not working out for you in the first 90 days, you can get your money back covered up to 500 bucks. I don't know a lot of other quote unquote gambling or sports betting or anything like that that gives you that kind of protection and it's because it, it it works. If you're savvy enough, you do your research, it works. And sometimes you have to be patient. You have to let these things pay off. And hopefully, when we first partnered with Symbol back before the draft this year, I hope that our listeners invested in the Cincinnati Bengals because you're going to look pretty smart at this point in time. Uh, between the draft pick of Jamar Chase and their 5-2 and two record and being the kings of the AFC North at the current moment, um, you probably could have made some money on the Cincinnati Bengals, quite a bit of it. So go to symbol, S-I-M-B-U-L-L dot A-P-P backslash O-B-I and use the promo code O-B-I to get your uh, money money back protection for 90 days. Check it out. Check it out. Man, we have, we've got a lot of live listeners. This is fantastic. I love it. And that just shows what this team is doing to a lot of folks. I love it. Here's an interesting story. I got to give a tip of the cap to Chris rolling over at Bengals wire because that's where I initially saw it. Um, and I think this actually is is on here too. But this is – I'm using the, the story because the tweet is for some reason isn't showing up well by Timothy Burke. There is a, There was a moment on the Ravens radio broadcast. A fan tried to climb into the broadcast booth looking for a drink. So I, I – Go figure that one out. I don't know. Um, you're gonna hear the, you're gonna hear the radio guys. I'll just play it for you just for a, a laugh, I guess. But you're gonna hear the radio guys go, "What the heck is going on here?" 
Um, and look, uh, unfortunately, last year, for the most part, we were not able, with the collective we, were not able to go to games in person. <laughs> and I think some people are now taking this opportunity uh, to, I, I don't know, to just kind of let loose a little bit. Um, hopefully no one was hurt or anything like that, but this was just a weird, weird moment on uh, Baltimore radio. I'm going to play it for you now where a fan tried to get into the broadcast booth looking for a drink. I haven't listened to the whole thing here, but I listened to the first part. Uh, so check this out. Tyler Boyd has it for a short gain out to the 34-yard line. Again, impressive coverage by Anthony Avery. What are you doing? Third down and six. Burrow in the shotgun. Ravens bunch six along the defensive front. Burrow takes the snap. Blitz pressure coming. He's flushed in the pocket. Throws deep near side. It is broken up. Complete at the 40-yard line. T. Higgins was the target. Anthony Averett had great coverage. And that is going to force the punt team on. If you were listening, you heard Femi say, what are you doing? What are you doing? He was not talking to the players or the coaches. We actually had a fan who was trying to climb into the broadcast booth. She said, I'm a veteran, and I'm looking for a drink. Yeah, I don't serve uh, drinks at the game. I might make some cocktails at home, but this is not the right time or place. You just never know what's going to pop up. Or- she said, I'm a veteran, and I'm looking for a drink. Yeah, I don't serve uh, drinks at the game. I might make some cocktails at home, but this is not the right time or place. Anyway, uh, I just uh, thankfully it didn't seem that anyone got hurt or anything, and it was just kind of a harmless, weird, uh, weird thing. Hopefully, hopefully I'm correct on that. Obviously, if someone did get hurt or anything, I, I don't want to make it a laughing matter. But uh, <laughs> I heard that, and I just was like, oh, oh my gosh, what, what's going on there? So, um, hey, relish this one. I guess hopefully that that situation was was calm enough that uh, again nobody got hurt or anything to my knowledge there's been no other issue with it just kind of a wacky situation where you can get a hopefully a chuckle out of that at any rate um hey Bengals are five and two atop the afc north the top seed uh in the afc right now as it as it uh as it sits so um they've got the Jets coming up. Zach Wilson left that game with a knee injury so we'll see what happens there but uh hey Gotta like what we've seen from the Cincinnati Bengals from the, from the most part. And oh, if you go back and look at the Packers game, you go back and look at that Bears game. Man, they're close to being seven and zero. They are close to being seven and zero for sure. But uh, hey, let's let this thing go. Let's let it ride. It's been it's been a fun ride so far, and uh, the the Bengals are are surprising a lot of people. And in a week where Colin Cowherd somehow found a slight in a Joe Montana comparison to Joe Burrow in a week where Logan Wilson's comments were taken out of context and tried to give Baltimore bulletin board material. The Bengals shut everyone up and shut the Ravens up by beating them by 24 points on their home field. Gotta like that. If you're a Bengals fan who day, everybody I've seen a lot of who day, seeing a lot of uh, all kinds of different comments. We have, some of the the highest viewers I have ever seen on this show for a live broadcast. Can't thank you all enough. Again, if you like this show, if you like the other shows on the Cincy Jungle Podcast channel, or if you like what we do at cincyjungle.com, go subscribe to the Cincy Jungle Podcast channel where it includes shows like ours, Orange is the New Black from Mason Zim, as well as Coach Speak and Chalk Talk from Matt Minnick. Um, you can go subscribe there, leave us a review. We appreciate it. And then of course you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. Please do that and click the bell to be notified when we go live and keep it to cincyjungle.com for all your news, opinions, analysis, everything on the Cincinnati Bengals and go check out symbol S I M B U L L dot A P P backslash O B I. I'll put that in the live chat for you. Go check that out. Make yourself some money and, uh, give them, give them a try. Give them a try. I think you'll really enjoy the uh the product there and and what uh, what our partnership is is doing there using the promo code obi hey 
Take it easy. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Enjoy the rest of your football Sunday and football Monday coming up. Bengals are five and two. Gotta love it. Take it easy, everybody. Have a good weekend. And we'll see if for we've got a lot coming up next week, too. By the way, we've got the happening headlines. We've I'm gonna be on Strawberry Ice's show. Someone mentioned that. Uh, by the way, Jackpot Joey, that's the hat. Thanks, thanks to Jeff Trenopel there. And then, of course, we've got our big Wednesday show. Uh, all kinds of different stuff. Fantasy football with with the Orange Arrow. Check it out. We appreciate it. Have fun. Stay safe. And uh, we'll we'll talk to you soon. Bengals are five and two. Gotta love it. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. The Current Podcast is back with an exciting new season featuring marketing executives from the world's most influential brands. Tune in to hear what's driving conversation in the fast-moving world of digital advertising with unique insights from brands as diverse as Hilton, Instacart, Moderna, Major League Soccer, and more. And in this presidential election season, The Current explores what a national political advertiser like the National Republican Senatorial Committee and a major CPG brand like Hershey can learn from each other. Listen in and subscribe to The Current at thecurrent.com or wherever you get your podcasts.